Welcome back to the Tip of the Tower podcast. David Moore City here with Austin Owens, and we have not been in a stu- been talking or have not talked about Kawhi Leonard leaving. Yeah, because <laughs> the last podcast we did was when I the night I got back from my trip till July third. We were <laughs> that was when the uh, helicopter was following the SUV. That was the day. Yeah, that was the day. That was the day Kawhi decided he had enough of Toronto. No. That was not the reason. I mean, they. I think that's probably why he was there to tell them that he wasn't coming back. If if he if that's what he did. If that was even him that they were maybe maybe him maybe he was just telling them like, look, I'm planning on going to L.A. You know, the whole Paul George thing was still going on probably in the background. Um, but man, I know I know it's been a while, and I know people probably either moved on with the whole Kawhi stuff. Yeah, but. Man, we we had this impression about Kawhi and kind of changed a little bit for me just thinking that he had this master plan to team up with someone and go to LA. Like we thought, you know, he was different, he was all about we want I don't I don't I was about to say something that I was ultimately immediately going to regret. But like I think people got this different sense of Kawhi being different than other NBA superstars and he still is. He still is. He's not public about it. You know, he's not like LeBron when it comes to recruiting. But the fact that he did go out and try to recruit someone to go and join him in L.A. and all that, I think it just reminds you of just reminds us that there's certain certain circumstances are out of anyone's control. Yeah, um, it. It's disappointing. I know it's disappointing that I'm just trying to put it in a way that's like we knew what the chances were of this happening. We knew right from the minute he was traded here that there is a chance he was going to leave eventually. We were all preparing for it the entire year. It stings because you saw how happy he was with the team. And you won a championship, so you kind of figure they could run it back and do it again. Because why would you leave the team that won the championship? But I mean, he his heart was in L.A., and it is what it is. I wouldn't turn down a chance to go play alongside Paul George. Those are two of the best defensive players in the game. I mean, but like you know, people are saying, oh, the Raptors are probably a better team than the Clippers. And you know what? You can argue that the core around, yeah. But when you have Paul George and Kawhi. <sighs> and Patrick Beverly as well. Like, that's a, yeah. that's a pain in the ass on defense to play against. Yeah, that's going to be – like, you know, when you look at the West – a lot of changes. Like this was like a trick. Kawhi this, broke this offseason in general. Kawhi broke the league with yeah. this uh, with this decision because you know I think teams just realize you, you go for it now. Like you yeah. know certain teams are like you look at Houston making the move for Westbrook, which I love because you know I think Westbrook, you know he he gets a bad rap and I know like he's a very selfish player and all that, but. I put him and Harden together. I'm very curious to see how, how that. That's going to be the biggest sideshow in sports this year. Oh, I yeah. would say. And then you got the Lakers, and they're they're you know, with LeBron, they're they're going to be a playoff team with Anthony Davis if they can if their core or I, the guys around them can at least play. LeBron's half good, but they put all their baskets, all their eggs, excuse me, in the Kawhi basket, and lost out on almost every other big free agent. To put around LeBron. My my question is, how many free agents were they really going to be in for? To get like they got Danny Green, that was always a thing. But like LeBron, LeBron's starting at point guard now. 
Well, but you know what? Like people talk about that, and I I did some research. Like he's played point guard before. Oh yeah, he gets he gets the ball inbounded to him yeah. on every other possession. It's not like he's not used to it. It's but, just also means because Anthony, you can't have him and Anthony Davis working on uh, the inside there. Like Anthony Davis is gonna dominate the paint. Yeah. LeBron's gonna be the kind of the facilitator on offense, which is what he likes to do. Yeah. I think yeah. Did they miss out on? They got know, Danny Green, but. They didn't really get yes, I understand they didn't get much else. Um they're, I'm just I'm worried Avery about the Bre- Lakers when they're not on the floor. And LeBron or A D is gonna be on the floor pretty much all the time. But it's I don't, gonna be with with LeBron, I don't see that happen. He's gonna need his rest. Oh, absolutely. Uh LeBron's not gonna play forty minutes a night in the regular season. Yeah. Um, but when he's not on the floor, A D is gonna be on the floor. There's gonna be one of them because you can't just have like there's guys that they're gonna have to pay veteran minimums to, and yeah, like they they're basically all due respect to that whoever's on the Lakers, but they're gonna be running spare parts other than AD, LeBron, and Danny. Yeah, I mean, because they gave up their whole roster, their whole bench to get Kawhi, or to get Kawhi to Davis. You mean? Oh, and to get Davis, but they also oh. traded away a bunch of their depth pieces to free up space for Kawhi on cap. That's also true, but you know, I'm. Uh... Yeah, I mean, when you look at the Raptors, let's bring it to the Raptors because I know everyone wants to know where they stand. Yeah, you lose your superstar in Kawhi. That like he I still really like the Raptors. You still like what the Raptors the can ro- do? Needs. The roster looks good. I mean, they, I all they did was sign a couple of guys that can't really shoot, but they can lock guys down on defense. That's what I think. That's what they're you no know, Masai winning seventy five to seventy every night. I They'll mean, be fine. They can they can score. I'm interested in that guy they signed from the Euro League. Um, yes, and there's also Terrence Davis, Dewan Hernandez. There's a couple of really interesting. This is going to be a young team. Yes, very much. Yeah, I mean, like it might be the youngest starting five in the NBA. I, I don't rule out the potential. Oh, actually, no. I'm sorry. I'm discounting the fact that Ibaka and Lowry and Gasol are all still going to be there. So um, yeah. they will not be the youngest starting five in the league. No, they won't. But they'll be young though. I think if like let's say like Dewan, like you you think about what. Even if they don't contend or are not, don't go far in the playoffs. When you got a guy like Marc Gasol who's going to be mentoring a guy like Hernandez, and yeah. you got Lowry who's going to be again working with Fred VanVleet because you assume that Fred VanVleet's going to be the guy to. He's, he's the sixth man for sure. Yeah, and he's so good. He who would potentially move up if uh, Lowry is not there anymore. And and then you got Serge who's. Serge is probably the most underrated guy when it comes to key, you know the way he he is with the team. You, yep. We're starting to see more of his personality now because he's, <laughs> he's so funny. His insta, you know, his Twitter, Instagram, the all Mofuzi. of his social media. Mafuzi chef, oh, him I'm, in Italy having a better time than me apparently. <laughs> Just enjoying his. I mean, when you make as much as he does, you better hope he's having a better time yeah, than normal people. Pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. And Twenty-five then, mil a year. <laughs> Offers you the chance to have a and good time. And we're also in Italy. forgetting about the two guys that I, the Messiah has kept around, despite every team in the NBA offering a deal for them, which is Pascal and OG. Yep. Like Messiah has delivered. He has all the rum- rumored trade offers for Pascal and OG, and Messiah has said no that because was... he believes that those two guys can be big yeah. contributors. Absolutely, and I mean. Shout out to the Clippers because they did what needed to be done. But they, what was it, five first round picks and their two best prospects they gave up? Yeah. Like, sh- for sh- one player. No. Two years. Two years of that. You've given up five years of your future. 
uh, and your current core of young stars now. And you, but the Clippers, nobody in LA, they don't care too much about that. They oh, care about the star talent and contending. L- LA has never like Toronto's never been to the finals before this year. Yeah, the Clippers are the same way. They've have they they've made the conference final before, haven't they? I believe so. With uh, when Griffin and Chris they've never Paul made the down. final though. So no, is it worth it? Yes, because you're probably. I mean, am I wrong to say that they have a fifty percent chance of getting out of the West? Probably or thirty three. I would say if you add in um, Harden and Westbrook, I that. would say Golden State still has a chance, even with just Curry. Clay. Well, because they'll D- do. They'll D'Angelo, be a playoff. D'Angelo team. Russell is yeah a, a low key. Sure, he's not of the caliber of a Kevin Durant, obviously. But he's still good enough that he he's as really long good. as the, as long as the Warriors get into the playoffs, they may not get the higher seed. But hey, you're, if they're the lower seed, Clay comes back, they're gonna get underestimated. I think. I think the whole NBA is kind of yeah. If Clay comes back, Kate, Golden State, I think you're kind of feeling what the Raptors are feeling is that once you're everything is gone, um, people kind of throw you aside nobody feels bad for golden state though i don't think i, I don't feel bad As for nobody state. feels bad for the I'm raptors just, i'm just finding it pretty hilarious how they're kind of stuck in the same situation as the raptors which oh. is as soon as the star is gone the relevancy changes too. that's unfortunate they can but i mean when you look at the raptors they can wipe it away with their three rings the, the only way you're scared of the east is when kevin durant gets healthy and he's on brooklyn and that won't happen until next season. Probably not until next season. He's and I and I sure. have faith that Pascal can get to the point where he he may not be on the same level as Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant I argue is one two with LeBron. Kevin Durant's the best shooter. Yeah, in and not like, named Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. And maybe Kawhi too because Kawhi's we've seen it. He's probably he probably put himself as top player in the league this season in the playoffs at least. Uh, Kawhi, yeah, he's a top five I would say. Oh, top three. But in my Katie's. Opinion. I would say Katie is when healthy, he's possibly better than LeBron. I, I would say so. Right yeah. now. Not in general. Like I'm not putting him up in the goat conversation no. or anything like that, but like his LeBron's player. aging and Katie's just, he can score from anywhere. Exactly. He's the best player. He's the best pure scorer. I would say all around. And yeah, that probably worries you like Miami got Jimmy Butler, but they, they don't really have much else that gets me going gets me worried no philly philly yeah this did philly philly lost hair um lost butler but they they made some moves that that team is just but that team is going to be discombobulated i think because you're relying on Benson. the team doesn't have a their best three-point shooter or perimeter shooters al horford horford and, and tobias harris tobias harris but you're gonna have ben yeah. simmons running iso and then kicking out to one of the four guys standing on the perimeter waiting to spot up yeah, and Ben Simmons, with the money he's being paid, should be doing a more ben offensively. Sh- ben Simmons can. better learn how to shoot sooner than later. Yeah, and then you look at Boston. <laughs> they lost Kyrie. They got Kemba. They lost Horford. Hayward's going to be a – Hayward's going to probably be – Well, Hayward hasn't really panned out in no. Boston, but he's going to be a free agent after this year. So maybe he's – I think Boston will make like, – if you look at Boston, will make the playoffs. I think Miami yeah. will – Philly, Toronto, Brooklyn. Like, is there a team in the East that low key got better and we just didn't didn't realize? It? I don't see it. I mean, Detroit maybe. Brooklyn for sure got better because yeah. Kyrie's. But they made I the mean, playoffs, so it's not like they're going to the. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that, but they're yeah. probably a, even with just Kyrie, they're probably a top five seed. I would think. 
Maybe. Maybe I'm just over overestimating the Nets. I mean, De- DeAndre Dor- Jordan also adds yeah, an I element mean, to that Yeah, I mean, he's a guy. But I, I feel like it's not going to be enough to put them in the contending spot without Kevin Durant. Like, the whole reason why everyone— Oh, they they win the East outright if, if Katie's healthy. Yeah, exactly. There's no way. No. So, I'm, I'm curious to see how that works out. But I think the Raptors—look, Raptors fans, we got the championship— yeah. Masai made the right move. You don't doubt that. You know why I'm not crying over Kawhi? Because he did his damn job and got us a chip. Yeah. And it wasn't like he was, you know, miserable at all. Like, you no. look back. He was goddamn happy to be there. He was happy to be a part of that team. It's just, you know, he was professional about it. Yeah. Something that we don't often see with Toronto stars. You know, yeah. Well, everyone just goes back to... You know, VC left us, and Chris Bosh left us. Tracy McGrady left us. I look at Everybody the, even, leaves even, us. Even the Blue Jays players. Like, you know, even when we had the star players, it wasn't always, you know, when we had Donaldson. Yeah, Donaldson, when he was at his best, was a god in this city. Yeah. When, when oh, Jose yeah. Bautista and that, it was, but there was still that, you know, they weren't, we, there wasn't that satisfaction. With Kawhi, it was... And I, I put that tweet out on the tip of the tarcon. It's like he promised to bring a championship. Maybe I should have worded it as he promised that he was gonna do. He was gonna, you know, play. It is what it is. Championship. He pro- yeah. But he he brought them a championship that would not have come if he wasn't there. Let's be real here. He put them over the top. Even if Pascal took the steps he did, it wouldn't have been enough. Because we saw that they needed Kawhi against the Bucks, they needed Kawhi against the Sixers. They needed Kawhi in every step of the way. Yeah, they would not have won as many games as they had. Even oh, with... and I forgot about Milwaukee. Yeah, that's a team I forgot. But no, Milwaukee definitely they needed him against because somebody yeah. needed to guard Giannis. But when um, I look at Milwaukee, they're probably going to be a top three seed. I yeah. I argue they didn't get any better because they lost that Chris Middleton contract's just a mess. Yeah, so. but Giannis is still Giannis. Giannis might not be Giannis in Milwaukee in a couple of years. <laughs> you know, and if you're a Raptors fan, that's probably something 2021 is what you're looking to. towards as a Raptors fan. And you're, you're getting through the next two seasons, and you're hoping the Raptors land someone. Exactly. And look. Um, I don't think I it's going to be Kawhi. But if you look at, yeah, and if you look at, at players that are coming out in 2021, Kawhi would probably want to stay in L.A. I would think so. Um, that's so also when LeBron's up, so maybe why goes to the Lakers? I don't really. Or no, he. But I don't think he. Has he goes to side. Sacramento. No, I, I think he wants to stay in. Like the he'd good probably thing about stay the Clippers, with the Clippers, but then he'll get more money. The L, like the Lakers are a show, like a, a different animal toward absolutely. The Clippers. But the, they're in the same building, so the Clippers are going to be just as crazy this year. They will be, and he's going. But I think because bandwagon fans are just going to jump right onto the Clippers. Um, but I'm curious to see how, how Giannis pull. I mean, that's like a conversation you've we'll got have in a couple of years. Giannis, but. you've got Bradley Beal, who's been connected to the Raptors somewhat. <laughs> that's Jake. Jake will, Jake will <sighs> die. Lucky Jake's not on here. Jake will sacrifice whatever he has to. He probably would. You just see how, how every time he's adamant, I'm trying to get Bradley Beal. And look, if the Raptors had pulled off a deal to get Bradley Beal, I would have been happy, but that would have cost them a lot. Cost them a and lot. And let's, be fair here i mean i'm sure uncle dennis which can we just call him dennis like yeah can we Kawhi's uncle i, I hear like Mas- yeah. either call him Kawhi's uncle or dennis he's not our uncle don't i hear Masai that's like we talked to uncle dennis it's like okay you can just say Kawhi's uncle yeah uh anyhow 
I'm sure he was asking for the same thing. Go get us Paul George. Go get us player A. Get us – even though they won with that. And what they wanted was apparently four first-rounders. What was it? Van Vliet and Siakam? Uh, or just Siakam? No, it was Van Vliet too. That's a joke. That is a joke. You should be laughed out of the building. Like, you hang up immediately for the Raptors. It makes sense for the Clippers because they and, haven't been there. And this idea that Westbrook was coming to in that deal, no way. Well, the, the original headline said that they were going to give up George and Westbrook for Siakam, the, the alert I got. And I was like, Jesus, that is a, that is a haul. But, but it like, was, I don't think the, I don't think Masai had wanted anything to do with Westbrook. Because I'm sure we know Kawhi wanted nothing to do with Westbrook. No. There's not a lot of people in this league and that want the to money would not have worked. Let's be real no. here. That's three guys making max money. And they wouldn't have taken any contract back. No, they'd have to. They'd yeah. have to take like they'd have to take Lowry. They'd have to take Surge. You would think. But that's they, just that's just a long, complicated deal that nobody wants to do. No. Because it takes so long to just get the deal done and, that it doesn't And that's why sense. and besides like it doesn't guarantee Kawhi stays. No, if you make that move, you give up your two best players in four first rounds. And two pick swaps. That's what they got for George. Yeah. And you don't land Kawhi still? You're stuck with two guys that don't want to play together in Westbrook and George. And two guys that... And you lose two guys that were part of your future. Yeah. And four other guys that were also possibly going to be okay. Exactly. And the way Masai drafts. The way way that Masai and the Raptors were thinking this is that for the last few years, they had invested in their core. And like the guy, like the Lowry, DeRozan. Yeah. Then they decide, okay, DeRozan isn't getting it done for us. We want Kawhi. The Spurs magically said, "We'll take DeRozan for you from you." Um, yeah, we'll I give mean, you DeRozan's Kawhi a good player, Danny but Green. we'll give you Kawhi and Danny Green. You give us. I mean, look, Kawhi we also was gave on. up Jakob Poyal. That that game that game of zones was pretty good. Hello. Um, but I I think like, look, the Raptors, when you look at the Kawhi trade, yeah, you gave up a DeRozan who was lost. You know, I think he signed for another year. I think this is the last year of his deal. Uh, please don't start the whole bring DeRozan back. I don't, I don't want any of that. It was like every single person that's like born in Toronto that like loved DeRozan that was on that train is like, man, Kawhi's Kawhi's an idiot. We should have kept DeRozan. It's like, no. Let's let's talk let's talk for a second about that. How far do the Raptors make it in the playoffs with DeRozan on their roster? And no Danny Green. Maybe they probably make this I I think they went around or maybe two, I maybe think two. the magic pushed them to six or seven. Yeah. Just cause that era of Raptors basketball, they never made things easy on themselves. No. Even Milwaukee a couple of years ago when Giannis was that, just getting started. And that's they pushed them to six. And that's probably something I'm a little worried about is are the Raptors we're not celebrating a chip right now if DeMar DeRozan's still playing for the Raptors. No. We're talking about another second round exit because they don't win that Philly series with DeRozan the way he shoots. In the no, playoffs. and Philly would have been the better team regardless. Yeah. Because they have they You're had going Jimmy in Butler. as the lower seed against Philadelphia. Probably. And maybe maybe even, no, Boston actually was terrible last season. But yeah, Boston. I won't say that. Well, I mean, Kyrie was injured and just discombobulation all around. There was That was a mess last season. But... Um, um, yeah, so but no, DeRozan's not your DeRozan's not your king. He is a great player. You're it would have been great if De, it would have been great if DeRozan was able to do that for the Raptors. If DeRozan, oh man, if like nobody's saying we didn't want DeRozan to be the no. guy, everyone wanted DeRozan to be the guy. 
It's just he did not have the talent that Kawhi had when it comes to the defensive it's, game and yeah. and the shooting. Like his sh- his shooting is pop- Kawhi is the most. I'm trying to think of a way to say this because I say it a lot uh, when we're just hanging out. He's the most effortless superstar that I've ever seen. Like he just makes everything look so easy. Yeah. And, and it, I've never seen another player that can do that. Maybe like the top guys, but not in Toronto. Never. You never see a guy that just spots up in a guy's face and it's pure. Has Jerome have those type of games before? Yeah. Yeah. He's I mean, had takeover he's, games. He's had dominant performances, but, but never of that. He's you know, never had dominant two-way performances or not consistently. Yeah. It's not like where you're worried about what, you know, can the Raptors pull this off and Kawhi, you know, makes that steal or makes the block or I, they're just plays that Kawhi makes that not many players in the NBA. That team make. with DeRozan on it this year, they would have made it as difficult as possible on themselves against the Magic and they probably would have lost pretty quickly to the Sixers. Like maybe five. Potentially, yeah. Uh, it sounds bad, but that's all due respect to DeMar. It's just... Mm-hmm. Kawhi is a different animal, man. Yeah, and we will miss him, but you have to move on. And you, you know, it's a business, and I the, think the team's not going to be bad I, this year. Yeah, I love what Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse's reaction was. He said, "I was at, I was watching an Elton John performance. Yeah. Guy playing Elton John at a bar. He saw the news on his phone, put the phone down, continued watching. Like, you yeah. can't let that bother you. No. Yeah, was he probably not happy? Sure, you're, you're not happy about losing a <laughs> nobody, guy that made your job happy easier. About losing a Finals MVP." <laughs> Well, and and potentially also losing your assistant coach who played a big role in your development too, Phil Han- Handy, I think, has that how you I say it. So, um, reportedly being poached by the Lakers, yeah, of course. But you know, he wanted a role where he was. What's the word I'm looking for? But um, more involved, I would assume. Yeah, more prominent, like being not being. He wasn't. I don't know if he was one of the top assistants or what is job was but yeah he was more the development guy he yeah. wasn't the yeah guy he, you really see on the bench he wasn't uh sergio um from trying his bank is it spagnolo yeah i think spagnolo i believe is the name yeah the, he's not like the guys that get interviewed all the time and so that's fine whatever it is what it is uh the team's still gonna be good like seven eight seed is not especially in this eastern conference it could even be better it could be a six, could be a five. Who knows the way the season shakes out. I think the Raptors, I read, were something like 17-4 and four without Kawhi in the lineup last season when he was rested. Mm-hmm. Like, you haven't lost anyone other than Kawhi and Danny. But, like, Danny, somebody's going to have to pick up Danny's production. It is what it is. But this team's not, we're not rebuilding now. You have pieces. Masai's drafted well. Terrence Davis looks okay. Like, I'm not saying Terrence Davis is going to be this. Like, he's going to walk if in. If he and turns just into be... another Fred Van Vliet type player. Yeah, exactly. Happy. You take chances on those guys, and Masai's hit on a couple of them. Norm being one, Fred Van Vliet being another. He might spend some time in the G League. To Pascal's get... a star now. He was Turn... a 27th overall pick. An in the emerging draft. star. Yeah, I don't think he's there yet, but he's an emerging star. I mean, when guys in the U.S. are talking about you, like, at the same in the same breath as Kawhi, like it would have been very easy for ESPN to just focus right on Kawhi. Like Siakam was taking headlines in the U S he was. So he's an emerging star. You're right. But yeah, he's there. He's getting, I I think we need to see him do it without a Kawhi before we can give him the title. And 
you need to you just need to be more consistent off the bench. I think that's the biggest thing for the yeah. Raptors is if that bench is and fine, you're built and you, you that's what big thing they've addressed this summer is their bench because yeah. it was depleted. Oh man, yeah. Like this I don't know how they're gonna run the lineup, but Hollis Jefferson and Johnson off the bench, Stanley Johnson, they're both gonna be very nice. You're not gonna get scored on a lot. I think that was an no. issue. Is defense was it was an issue. If you can put up points as well as stop the opposition with your bench unit and buy time for your guys to get some rest, the starters, you're fine. Exactly. So, I, I as like, long as you're not getting blown out, I like the direction they're going. I like that they've they're not they, there's there wasn't any panic moves. That's the thing you don't want to see when you lose a star player is a panic move. <laughs> I mean, I'll uh, New York Knicks. Oh my goodness. Poor Stephen A. Smith. I, I actually felt sorry for him that day. And then oh. just remember all the bad things oh. he said about oh. Toronto, <laughs> about the Raptors. Yeah, and I, I mean, I felt bad for Stephen A. And then I remembered that he said he doesn't want to see the NBA championship in Canada ever again. Then I just went, yeah, no, your Knicks deserve to be Go Brooklyn. terrible. <laughs> so at least, you're, at least the Raptors are not the Knicks. That's one thing I will say. I mean, yeah. So They have R.J. Barrett. There's a lot of people saying that RJ is just going to sign in Toronto as soon as he oh, gets the chance. I'm, that would be very nice. I'm going to love that one. That but that's happens. the same group that also said Andrew Wiggins was going to do the exact same thing. And we would be quite terrified if Andrew Wiggins signed in Toronto right now. Quite right honestly. now, yes, because the he's a bit of a – Minnesota's stunted him a little bit. I think he's stunted himself a also, little bit Also, yes, too. it's not just on Minnesota, but I think, those years I have think, not been coming. I think the hype of him being a number one pick and yep. the tanking for Wiggins. Also, shout out to Anthony Bennett. Back in the league. Yeah, good for him. Uh, people were upset. He is like, in, He is with... Houston. Houston. Signed, a, I think, a league minimum Yeah. with Houston. Good for him, though. But he's guaranteed an NBA spot, yep. I believe. It's good so, for him. Good yeah. for him. Hopefully it works out. We thought he was done with the league. Too. It took a show well, when he signed, was it a G League contract? And he was on the Raptors bench a couple of years ago. Like That looked like it was it. Like He was going to go to Europe and just play there for a while, and he did. But then he came back, and he did really well in the G League last year. You so, put in the work, yeah. no, and you you can get to places, that's for sure. Everybody loves a comeback story, so let's see if we can write one. Yeah. So where do we want to go next? Do we want to go Leafs, or do we want to go Blue Jays? There's nothing to talk about with the Leafs. You want to touch on the one thing that happened today with the Leafs? Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> William Neander <laughs> channeling his inner Eric Lindros and changing the na- <sighs> number. I love it, though. I love it, too. I hate people, though. <laughs> you hate Twitter people, not people. You hate Twitter. No, people. I love people in person. Twitter people are the absolute worst. I, it's the same group of people that were like, Josh Hosang's disrespecting Mario Lemieux by wearing 66. It's like, Playing no. for the New York Islanders. Yeah. I'm sorry. Half the defensemen in the league wear number four. I don't see anybody crapping on them for disrespecting Bobby Orr. True. And or anyone and wearing number nine. I have an Eric Lindros jersey from the Leafs. Oh, I remember. He was traded days. immediately after that. You to, talk about where was he top... traded to? By the way, <sighs> was it Dallas? Probably. Who knows? I'll look it up. Uh, I'm gonna look that. You up. talk about a cup of coffee with a team. Like, who the hell cares? Shout out to Eric Lindros because he's a great hockey player. Oh, he's. He didn't. What he spent less than three seasons with the Leafs. Who Let's see. Gives a shit. Yeah. Well, I mean. I, I know, and I I made and the joke. Is, I made the joke in our chat, and I didn't realize people were actually. Yeah, I know it's it's an actual thing that people are upset about that he's disrespecting Eric Lindros. Yeah, you're not disrespecting Eric Lindros. Eric Lindros's number is not retired with the Leafs. Oh, he no, he played he. So this is how it went. He played for the Rangers. 
uh, signed with traded the. To... No, he didn't get traded. So he he the ha- oh, what happened he was, was yeah. you know Eric Lindros uh, unfortunately what kept him from being as good of a player as he should have been was injuries. We'd be talking about him as like a top ten player all time if he was healthy. Yeah, old, right. Like he he, he played thirty three games with the Leafs. Total. Total. He had an injury. I remember that. Do me a favor and shut your damn mouth about William Nylander disrespecting a guy that played 30 goddamn games for the organization. You know, it's just when people associate numbers, they try to associate with a player. And that number's not retired. It's not. I'm not saying this because like, I'm defending William Nylander at every chance I get because he's a damn good hockey player. But my God. The guy played less than half a season for your organization. And you're upset that somebody's wearing his number 10 years later? Ooh, I just realized something. What? So, you know, I don't know if you know this guy on Twitter, Andrew Nielsen. Not the hockey player. <laughs> the, the defenseman? No, the guy. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. The guy the, who, who's, you know, um, had, I think he has cerebral policies. I think yeah, yeah. I, I see his stuff all the time. He got shoes made. This was back on July 17th. 2012? Was yeah. it 2012? Or maybe, no, sorry, maybe it was July 12th, 2017. That would make a lot more sense because Nylander was not a Leaf in 2012. Um, so Andrew got these special, oh, these are kick-ass shoes, man. Are they what, Custom Leaf shoes. No, no. Oh. On the back is, has his name Andrew, yeah. and the number is 29. Oh. Wow. Because so, in the tweet, he says, check out the shoes. He, uh, I got made for uh, he got made for me too. Maybe Neil and will sign them for me, number twenty nine. Um, I'm just, but oh. but you know what? I I think he'll. Um, it is what it is. Yeah, but I'll, uh, keep, I'll keep saying it. It is what it is. You, honestly, you as fans, you buy jerseys and buy memorabilia, and all that, and you hope like when I buy a jersey, I hope I base it on a player that's not going to get traded, hopefully, and. I, my first jersey I got with this new regime was a Marner jersey. Don't know what's going to happen with him. Don't really care to talk about it today. Because there's people every day, Marner quotes on like Fan 590 and all these shows from people they have on of like, oh, Mitch Marner, I don't know, he wants 11.6. Maybe he wants 11.5. Let's talk about it for five hours. It's like, oh, it's so tiring with Marner. Like, mm-hmm. You know it's gonna go until September. Yeah, this Shut is not up. this is not being uh, resolved. No. Only way it does is if Kyle Dubis puts pressure on on the. Camp. We were talking no. yesterday about which which European team Ferris is gonna threaten to send Marner to because it'll get to that stage, like mm. a couple weeks before training camp. He's, oh, Mitch Marner's suddenly gonna go sign with Avangard Omsk in the KHL. It's like sure. He and Slava Voyanov are gonna go tear it up there. Oh my God, that that's because he I, I got a notification. About yeah, Slava he's, Voyanov. he's he well he suspended his suspension got upheld, yeah, so good. he's gonna go sign with the KHL. I don't need to get into that, but that's random team and random player that I thought of off the top of my head. Yeah, Mitch Marner is gonna go play for Metalurg Magnitogorsk. Like anybody want to tell Mitch what the KHL is like? Has he not listened to Spit and Chicklets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but no, just get off your soapbox. A guy played 33 games for the organization. Nylander can wear whatever damn number he wants. And let's also enough, you know, let's also remember he's paying for the jerseys to be changed. Like, yeah, I mean, look, it's standard actually for players to do that. It don't, really? I mean, yeah, I, oh. I remember Pavel Kubina. 
once changed his number from 77 to 37 or something like that. 30, 31. Sorry, 31. Yeah. I remember that's that and was the he off, and he uh, I remember people were so upset and he offered to uh, redo them. <laughs> How the times he have changed. The people were it. upset. A couple of players have done. Nazem Kadri. I'm just saying because Nazem had f- number nine or something originally. Yeah, in like, for the junior team, he was number nine. Well, I, okay, hold on. I actually, I got it right here because. But usually, hockey reference has the. Numbers. Let's just let's just talk about how the times have changed with the Leafs. That people were upset back then that their Pavel could be in a jersey didn't have the right number on it. <laughs> now we have William Nylander, and somebody's upset. No, it's just forty-three. Uh, let's see. Right. Um, that William Nylander is wearing Lindros's jersey number. Like, okay. If it's a retired number, like, why don't we talk about that? There's the Leafs roster is going to look a lot different because. CC wears number three. That's retired. Barry wears number four. That's retired. Kerfoot wears 13. That's retired. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of dudes with weird-looking jersey numbers on this team next year. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Just a second here. I'm trying to remember. Because I remember Kadri had changed his number. Marner wore 93, but he had to change it because of the Lou rule. And the same thing with Nylander. Like, the only reason he wore 29 was because it was a reverse of his father's number, 92. Yeah. And he couldn't wear 88. 88 was always his number growing up. I think he wore, when he was in the World Juniors, I think he wore 29 as well, but that was when he was already with the Leafs. Are we talking about? Or 62, one of the two. Who's that? Nylander. Uh, He wore 62 with the Marlies. 62. Um, And Kadri wore 91 with the Knights after Tavares was drafted. Yeah, because... I remember Kadri was one number, then he changed it. But I don't think he had offered. I think it was when 13 he went there. I think, I think when he went with the, when he was with the Marlies, he wore uh, something different. He he always wore forty three because that was his rookie number. Yeah, I think he wore thirteen at one point. The Marlies. Oh yeah, there's there's one right there with the Marlies go up. Yeah, right there. Oh, uh, you ha- you can see uh, you can't screen. see what I'm pointing at, but bottom right. Yeah, so he, he did and nine 13. with the junior team. So, but. This is what we're talking about in July is jersey number changes. Oh, yeah. Because there's zero news. How about the fact that Mitch Marner is holding up all the Leafs negotiations? Like Kenny Agostino, Nick Shore, and Kevin Gravel have all not been announced because they're waiting for Marner to sign. Kevin I must have missed Another that. guy that is like an – he's probably going to be like an AHL body. Okay. But another league minimum guy. Kenny Agostino and Nick Shore, though, are the big guys that have a chance to make the team. They still haven't been announced by the team. Because presumably they're waiting for Mitch to sign before they get these two. And these yeah. two guys could be waiting till September to sign their deals. They could go to any other team in the league and get the I same deal. I think Kenny I'm Agostino sure. is 700000 See, it's on cap friendly. Yeah. They have the numbers, but the team hasn't announced dollar values. And same as Nick Shore. Like, usually you wait. Because this one says like, unconfirmed contract details. Sorry, I hit the desk. Like, it's, Nick 700, it's two $700,000 contracts. So 1.4 mil, but that's 1.4 million in total. Can you go down and see if Gravel's in the minors here? Is he? He's a forward or defenseman? Def- yeah, right here. Yeah, so another 700k deal. Um, it's just this is what we're talking about. This is like I said to you earlier. This is peak July news. Is people getting angry over a jersey number change in July? Well, and you just. Well, I, I really do wonder if the Leafs try to move Nathan Horton's contract. There's two reasons why. I mean, the people, the cap hit's not the issue. It's on LTIR. My, the and the issue I have is this number right here, which is your contract's number. 
There are 45. That's without Mitch. So you add and Mitch. With, I, I'm assuming I'm ass- it's added okay, in maybe, these three. Maybe they've already added the Agostino. Sure. I think if it's in the database, they've probably added it as contracts. I should. We should send them a message and ask them. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, but, I mean, five contracts open. You have to sign. I mean, I think you've let go of every RFA except Mitch or signed them. Yeah. I think they they let go of Baptiste and they let go of the AHL guys. Yeah, they did. They traded like Kirkcone. Subban. They, but they can bring those guys back yeah. on tryouts if they don't get anything. But, I mean, there's so much depth on defense. They're not going to need Jordan Subban. Even though he did a job for them this year, Like, there's too much young talent on the Marlies. You've got, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to go into all this, but you have Sandin. You've got Liljegren. Uh, you've got... Who am I forgetting right now? Mac Hollowell, Joseph Dusak, um, Jesper Lindgren. Like, there's that's what five or six D right there. Mm-hmm. That's that's your defense, and yeah. there's there's room for guys that can come in and out of the lineup like a Gravel. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and you look at next year. Yeah, <laughs> only one defenseman signed. <laughs> you only have Mo. Yikes. Um, and then. <sighs> Talk about talk about the Marner offseason being bad. Yikes! You have to sign your entire defensive core. <laughs> but the one thing I will say though is you'll at least have your forward core locked up. Oh, Mo being at five million for another three years is beautiful. Well, uh, two more years after this one, yeah. I, re- I I he's a guy I can see that will want to stay and not, you know, and maybe not want to take the UFA route. I'd say he'd probably sign another deal at like six and a half or seven. Yeah. He's not I would gonna say. be like he's gonna be 20, 27, 28. We, we say that as a guy that's like he'll take a hometown discount. It's like, but look, no. we, but we know how Mo is. That's the thing. He's been around for. We knew how Mitch years. was as well. It's, no, 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 no. This is a little different because we know. First off, we've seen it both off and on the ice. But with Mitch, we don't know if it's actually him that's oh, saying all no, this. No, it's absolutely not Mitch. Yeah, I, we can say that for is, certain. It's his father. This is this and is his the father's. Navigating his career and telling his agent because he's trying to live his success through his son, like every other hockey parent does. I mean, there's also, I know Mitch and uh, Mike Stevens. We went on Ari Shapiro's. I mean, we didn't go on, like, he Ari had a bunch of us yep. on his. Uh, it's an interesting thing he does. He gets five different perspectives on a topic because he doesn't want to do a round table where it gets long and drawn out. He can, it's kind of an interesting concept he does. Yeah. But, but Mike said an interesting thing is that. This guy has always had a chip on his shoulder, and he's probably always had that since he was a kid. So maybe there is that that bit of um, what do they call it? It's um, it's like when you're when you're a smaller person, like little man syndrome. Yeah, like that. But it's not little man syndrome. But it's not Mitch that's doing that. It's his dad that's like. Well, his dad his, started it. His, his dad, dad and that, put the wheels in motion. His, like, would we even did. be talking about his father navigating his free agency if that article with Jonas Siegel didn't come out? Probably not. No. Only way is if only because of his agent. Oh, yeah. Well, Darren, Darren's run his mouth a little too much as well. Yeah. Uh, but there's just something I wanted to bring about. Um, and before I uh, forget, so Steve Dangle, we all know him. Uh, Dangly? I want to get him on the podcast along with CJ at some point this summer. And we got our lovely beeping in the studio. There's a bomb that's probably going to go off. So if this is it. Or somebody's coffee's ready. One of the two. No, there's something that always beeps. Uh, no, we're good. It's off. Uh, so we're not going to die. Um, <laughs> Steve tweeted this like, yesterday on July 14th. 
I'm staring at the Leafs roster, trying to get it to look better. Using cat, using cat, and his follow-up tweet, using cat-friendly instead of receipt paper at the zoo is a big upgrade. Steve, um, I get your concern. I'm not a fan of having Cody Cece on the team, but Kyle Dubas made it clear that they needed to get a defenseman back for Zaitsev. And I'd rather take a chance on CC on the top pairing at his age than Ron Hainsey playing another year at 39 years old yeah. on a first pair with Riley because you know that's what was and only being paid him like look he's 25 I I, I think a guy 25 let's, is not something you get worried about let's he's, get something out of the way here though there's way too many fans here that think Cody CC is just going to magically become a no. different defenseman because he plays for the Leafs but he's going to be better than he was in Ottawa. Let's, I'm confident yeah. in that because let's temper expectations though. He's going to have a, he's probably already working with Bob on uh Barb, Bob, Barb, Bob, Bob Underhill, Bob, Good old gonna, Bob. we're going to call, we're going to call her Bar, Bob, Barb Underhill. Who's already working with uh, Justin Brazo. Um, That's somebody I wrote on a couple times next year. He'll be fun with the Marlies. I think. Yeah. So we'll go watch him. I understand the Leafs decor is not great. It's not magnificent, but it's not going to ever be perfect. No, no team is going to be perfect. No, let's get this out of the way. What's the point of this? The St. Louis Blues were not perfect. The Boston Bruins were not perfect. Uh, who was in the conference finals as well? The Col- Tampa Bay Lightning looked perfect. Tampa Bay Lightning were the closest exposed. you get the per- perfect, and yeah, they got exposed. You bet on certain guys mesh- meshing your system, like Travis Dermott when he is going to be healthy. Will be good. I, I'm. You should be confident in that. Um, the first, I doubt we're going to be seeing a lot of Ben Harper. Maybe, there's a lot of people that are not fans of Ben Harper on Twitter. <laughs> look, he's tw- he's 24. You put him down with the Marlies. Like the one thing we I also forgot is that every year the amount of salary that comes off the book when you put a guy in the in the minors changes too. You better get used to seeing Ben Harper because there's no way Mike Babcock doesn't play him. Would you He's rather? Six, six so my question, people, is: Would you rather have Ben Harper or Martin Murnson? Martin Murnson. Uh, it's literally just holding two unpinned grenades. grenades in each hand, and just deciding which at what time you want to throw them. Uh, but I'm I'm bringing you down to the non-roster defense. You've got. I, I think, like it. Oh, I forgot about Kivihome. Yep. My guy. We forgot about the guy they signed from Finland. Yeah, did a video montage on him. Um, I think, again, Lilligren. <laughs> you have Borgman. You have guys that can – your top four is set. You have you – have, sorry, stuttering there. No you have Riley, CeCe, maybe Dermot when he's healthy, um, Muzzin, Barry. That is a – I think that's a – Pretty decent top four, considering that. Yeah, what it was last year. Last year it was Riley Hainsey, Gardner Zaitsev. I see a lot of people. What would you rather have, people? We you complain that Gardner wasn't good and and you wanted Gardner gone. He's gone now. Well, sorry, he is gone now. We'll gone. see what well, happens. In supposedly the rest of the gone until proven otherwise. I think there's there's no way they can bring him back unless he takes like a two million. He's gonna deal. have to take like the the sweetheart of di- like a He'll bet have on to yourself. Take the team year. friendliest deal in the league. He's gonna have to take the bet on myself year, and I take Gardner at a bet on yourself year. But um, a bet on yourself year for Gardner, it still has to be like what he was making. Yeah, 
but which I was don't what know. four and change. Four and change. Ugh. Look, you want they they want, they changed that. Muzzin fully. I think Muzzin wasn't fully healthy at times with the Leafs last year. We saw the back wrap on him, and Muzzin literally carried Zaitsev in the playoffs. And he carried Zay. He made Zaitsev better. Yep. So he's gonna have Tyson Berry. That's that's the first pairing to me. Like I know Mo is the first pairing, but the the best pairing that is, is going Muzzin is going to take the harder defensive. He's gonna take he the harder play, defensive. He minutes. can play his role. Yeah, and chip in when he can. Um, but Tyson Berry is going to be good. He's going to want a lot of money apparently next summer. That'll be interesting. $8 million is not a lot for a guy who scored 60 points. No, Look at what Carlson beautiful. and Brett Burns. If I'm the Leafs and that's the if that's the contract, you know what? Sign it and make it work. Yeah. Now, I know that Kyle, this is the issue, in my opinion, with Kyle Dubas, is he wants to kind of see maybe you take a bit of a gamble. I'd rather take the gamble on a guy like Tyson Berry, okay? If he wants eight, try to get the term to work. Or, I mean, you've scouted this guy. You've got the analytics on him. You know what he is. Are they? Tr- I, I guess people are trying to see what he is in the system. If he, in the first couple months, shows you that he can be a solid contributor, sign him. Even if it's for five years. Because then, guess what? You sign him. You've got your right side, arguably one of your top right-hand defensemen. Yeah. And guess what? It takes the pressure off of a guy like Lilligren to not have to come up here and be your top guy. We, you, we know how hard right it is to find right-handed defensemen. Yeah. You have one now. See what he is like. If you like it, keep him. I don't. I, and Luke Fox was like eight million dollars is now not outrageous. No, and considering what you're paying your forwards, this is that's that would be a bar almost. Now it wouldn't be a bargain because eight million dollars is market value, in my opinion. But if you get eight, if you if he decides I want eight, maybe he takes a little less at the least. Give him term. Yeah, I mean you have to watch how much term you're gonna give give him. But I look at what San Jose did. Uh, let's also forget Tyson Berry is 27, so it'll be 28 next year. I'd probably say max term is five years for him. It's a ways away. I sort would. Of like that's Muzzin. what I would do. I mean, with Muzzin, I'd say if Muzzin doesn't come cheaper, I'd let him go. Cody Cece will help try to build up your value. I think he's probably shopped as soon as Dermot's healthy. I don't know if anyone's going to take the contract though. That's a four and a half million dollar cap hit, or just, you or you eat the salary for a year and let him walk. You let you you let, you put him on the third pairing. And you just he's he's playing first pairing with Riley. There's well, no to start, but if if Dermot plays better and there's issues, I think in general Babcock's going to same thing with Hainsey. He's just and then I mean Justin Hall will fill in on the third pairing. In my opinion, I think you have I to guess. see what Justin Hall can do. I mean, ha- we sort of know what he can do. Because I mean, who else, who who else are you going to put? I mean, right maybe Lilia Grin can push his way up there. If I'm don't, – I don't want to see Marincin on that third pairing. If I'm – if I ever had a say in something like that, you play Lilia Grin in the minors. You play Sandin in the minors. Lilia Grin's played half of each of his first two seasons. He's not ready yet, I don't think. Unless well, he, he played a full – I mean, he, ha- he he's lost only played. Time. He's played less than 50 games in both really? his first two seasons. He's been injured because uh, he missed the world. 
after the World Juniors for a bit. Well, he missed the World Juniors. This year, but then last year after the World Juniors, he mm-hmm. was – or no, to start the season, he was injured. One of the two. Either at the tail end or the start. Yeah. He's only played 40-something games in each of his two first years. So I And Sandin's only 19, so he could use a year. Yeah. So, you know – you, you bite the bullet with that third pair because how much are they realistically going to play with that top four? Yeah. And you play them in sheltered minutes against bottom competition and then if you can. when it comes to the playoffs, if somebody – like, I'm looking at free agency. Um, I would say maybe CC, they keep him around as, like, the salary you move out to acquire a defense. I think you're – I think that's maybe what you're getting at is – if at the trade deadline you have a chance to add someone and CC just seems to think that he's a five million dollar defenseman though. So if well, he's right handed, that's why everyone think they, he thinks that. Yeah, I get it. There's a market for right handed defensemen, but you also have to factor in that the results just haven't been there. Well, I you mean, you can be a right handed shot, but if I also you, think I also think Ottawa screwed up his development a little bit. But yeah, he's a first round pick. He could sure be something. I'm not saying don't. Look at Cody CC as, I don't know if a reclamation project. I just want to sorry, I just want to pull this up for a second. Um, these are the right-handed shot defense when they're going to be free I see agents. Mike Green, Petrangelo not going anywhere. I doubt oh, he's no. leaving. Uh, I mean, look if 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 I had a choice between Barry and Petrangelo, I take Petrangelo. Imagine if Petrangelo decides I'm going to come to Toronto. You Ooh. never know. Then we'd have to worry about Marner getting off or sheeted by St. Louis. Well, I mean, St. Louis would not be able to. The next contract that comes up, I mean. not. Oh, but he would be. It depends if he's an RFA or UFA at the end of his. Details. They'd still offer him as a UFA because, you know, (laughs) revenge. Um, I'm I'm looking at a guy. I'm wondering if you're seeing the same guy I'm seeing. How far down are we talking here? I'm talking within the top five of that list. Oh, Kevin Miller. Uh, Oh, yeah. I think I know what you're going at. Jared Spurgeon. Has a modified no trade clause, so that complicates things. Mike Green is not going anywhere. I, I don't want Mike Green. <laughs> no. Just, no. Justin Saltz, not going anywhere either. Jared Spurgeon is a guy. I, I think Minnesota is going to take a step back this year. Yeah, um, I think Jared Spurgeon is not going to be on the Wild next year. So if you're the Wild, I mean, the, you if you're the Leafs, you try to move the CC contract and – maybe another asset or two for Spurgeon. I like that potential. If you're looking at, like, this is the year I think the Leafs could get a right-handed shot defensive at the deadline. Um, you know, you don't, I, I, I think Carolina takes a step back this year. I just don't think they're going to be able to run that gauntlet like they did this year. They're, I don't think their goaltending is going to be good enough because they brought Morazic back, right? Yes, they did. Um, uh, Carolina, yeah. And they got Reimer. Yes, and they bought out Darling. So I'm not confident in what they're going to do. So like a guy like Justin Falk, if he's available, you have them take – we know Carolina will take the money if they can get assets. You take – you put Falk, you trade Falk for CC and a couple of other things. Um, for UFA, i do that. Um Trevor Van Riemsdyk, I doubt he's going to be moved. Um, this is this is looking a year into the future, though. So yeah, but I'm looking you, at, like, this is where the Leafs can 
Oh, I see Luke see Shen down there. This is curious. I, I've actually no. I've always been a Luke Shen fan. Justin from my time below in Luke Shen on the UFA list here. Yeah, that's because of salary. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's sorted by salary. Sorted by cap hit. Okay. Imagine Luke Shen actually has a decent season in Tampa. Although <sighs> I think he doesn't play a lot, and he might. Be oh my god! If he plays more than fifty games, that's a problem. You know what? He actually didn't look bad in Vancouver. I will give him that. I mean, he's just slow. That's the only real issue with him. You can ch- you can fix that, I think. I mean, he's a sure. guy that I don't know if you ever like. This is a guy who um, somebody that I know, um, like Luke was like a student of the game. Him and his brother were like, oh yeah, put he's, up a lot of work. Not a not a bad player. He's just his foot speed is what's kept him from succeeding in today's mm-hmm. NHL. Yeah, I, I just think the Leafs. Maybe they're trying to not make a lot of long-term commitments because I think they feel they can make a deal, or maybe they they just they see guys that could be available. Like if you're if you think you have a legitimate shot at re-signing a guy like Barry, or you take your shot out of Petrangelo, if you mean if you let's say you sign Petrangelo and you have to trade someone else, you can do it. The cap is going to go up too. With the Seattle stuff, the new U.S. TV deal will make it. Jake has put that, has said that multiple times. Um, I think when you look at the Leafs roster, I think we're getting a little too ahead of ourselves in terms of we got to go a little younger on the blue line to give some of these young, like eventually. I know we want to give these guys time, but eventually these younger guys are going to have to step up. Oh, yeah. They've I mean, other teams have had their younger defensemen step up. God damn it, the Bruins did. Like Chara, yes, Chara was Chara. McAvoy was McAvoy. But you look at the rest of that roster, and they had guys, like guys we would never know who actually played half decent for them. The Bruins also draft guys that fit the style that their fans like, which is they hit everything and they shoot they play everything. Defensive. Yeah. I mean, you don't want. To hit everything and say because that just no, but Connor Clifton. I mean, it oh, wasn't he was, his, he it was wasn't an his anno- offensive. He talent. was an annoying little player. Yeah, it's because he which he grinded people into the ground. That's why Boston yeah. fans love him. So he fits I, their mo. I'm just saying, don't be so harsh on the roster that as it looks because tra- there's going to be some pro tryout deals too. I mean, there's guys who Devin are- Setaguchi. Oh man, I remember Let's that. Let's go. I remember that. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, this is what we talk about in July is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Adam McQuaid, let's do it, bud. Okay, let's move on. Alex Petrovic, let's no. do it, bud. <laughs> on to the next, let's go. Uh, ben Lovejoy? I give Ben Lovejoy a pro <sighs> trial. stand up and leave, David. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's move on from the Leafs. I think that's a perfect time. The Blue Jays, talk about from misery one to misery number two. Um, a couple of things about the Blue Jays here I wanted to um, to bring up, which is um, Marcus Showman's gone. Like yep. I'm, I'm preparing for it. I don't. He's preparing for it as well. Yeah, he took the Jays out of his profile. Yeah, I mean, he's preparing for it but too. What have the Jays done to show them that? I mean, Stroman w- wants the Jays to, I think, commit to him. Mm-hmm. He wants them to prove that they want. Yeah, he wants to be wanted, is what I'm getting at, and and I, and I understand that. There. But it's the direction the team's going. But in. I think the team will be happy to not have those distractions. Like, look, Stroman was a decent pitcher; he was a good ambassador. He 
Oh, sorry, we're saying as was. He's still on the team, so we can't really like talk. He is a good pitcher, and he, he is... will he will get a good return. He will be the best asset that the team but has to move. He's also been a bit of a magnet for attention that you attention, don't want. Bad PR, but just I, for stuff he says. It's not like he's going out and doing mm, stupid things. Which is why I think he'll need a team like a New York that the Yankees will. Yankees are the perfect fit. Yankees Honestly. are a good fit. Maybe Minnesota will like that because they'll attract some some Maybe. attention. New York, I mean, they always make moves for pitchers at the deadline. Yeah. They always buy at the San deadline. San Diego is a team I'd like to see because they have pitching prospects <sighs> I want. Fun. But Stroman also just, he's a New York kid. He's a New York, but he's also, he loved California. Yeah. But, like, it's just perfect. Like, mm-hmm. I could see him in pinstripes with, and the swagger that he has. Like, they'll love that. Yeah. So, good luck to him. Yeah, Thanks. and I, I, the last thing I know we we're gonna do a Blue Jays podcast this week because that's why I wanted to just touch on them quickly. Um, I think you look at what they also have coming up too. Like Bobichet's still not here. Vladdy, I think will if you give him something to work with around the lineup, will be better. I think he's still working his way to learning the pro game. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into more Blue Jays. I, I just wanted to touch on the Strowman stuff quickly. Um, but I think we're going to do it. not a lot to say until we also have to give up the studio to another group. Um, so we want to get them in there. So we will end it this week on that note. Thank you again for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We will – and it's funny because usually in the summertime we go down from one – from two to one pod. I mean, we haven't been doing as many – we're going to start doing these a little more regularly because the Blue Jays will be somewhat interesting. And I think there's still stuff we want to talk about this summer. So while other podcasts might be taking a break, we will start ramping it up maybe a little bit more than what we've done in the past. So uh, we look forward to doing more of those. And we look forward to any feedback you have. We always want to hear some feedback, people. So we'll catch you guys next time.